Hello and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and ample funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of Special Antidotes to the Obsessions that Come with a Child's Disability, and sponsored by Higher Up, a disability platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. This episode is part two of my chat with Stephanie Wicks and Sandy Golder, who are the founders of an organisation called Thrive Tribe & Co that supports families raising kids with disability. Steph and Sandy are both mothers of two and are both raising daughters on the autism spectrum. Steph's six-year-old Charlotte, or Charlie, is autistic with a developmental coordination disorder. Sandy's 11-year-old Imogen, or Immy, is autistic and has ADHD and an intellectual disability. In part one of our chat, episode five, we talked about how to advocate for your child when their disability and needs might not be immediately obvious. In this episode, we'll be exploring how to look after yourself as a parent navigating the NDIS on behalf of your child. Sandy gets us started in answering my first question. How can we best advocate for our own mental and physical health as parents, as our kids' primary carers in an NDIS planning meeting? Do not sugarcoat anything in your meeting. Like if your mental health is suffering, if your physical health is suffering, if your social health is suffering because of your child's disability, you need to be able to express that because we are known as informal supports in NDIS language. So on the NDIS website, and this I will be quoting this in my upcoming review, it says the informal support provided by parents, siblings and other family members is vitally important to people with disabilities. In addition to the support provided, the close relationships that participants have with the people who provide this informal support can also be highly important. And it goes on to say how the NDIA values these informal supports and how important they are to sustain. So it's called sustaining informal supports. And this is where you can get um, support for you in terms of parent training. So a lot of our Thrive Tribe and Co programs can be covered under parent training because we are, we are sustaining informal supports. So teaching parents and carers how to actually thrive through this process so that they can provide the best care for their young person, child, whoever they're looking after. I can tell you firsthand that a parent's ability to thrive or even just survive relies on having external supports who can take care of your child. This might look like a family member or a friend, but ideally you want to be bringing in disability support workers. This can be easier said than done, as Sandy explains. Support carers are very hard to get funded. The the, the NDIA doesn't want you to say words like respite, even though we desperately need a break if you don't have any other informal supports to support you. Um, So how we have had funding for support carers is we've linked it to a goal for Imogen and to our family. So one of our goals for Imogen is to build a strong social network of her own peers and friends without having to rely on her informal supports, which is us. Um, So that means that she's able to get support from a support carer to take her into the community or to social things and support her in building friendships. Um, We also have a goal around sustaining a cohesive family unit, which means that all of our needs need to be met. So um, I think building these 
goals into your child's plan is really important and it needs to link to their well-being but also sustaining those informal supports. And the NGIS has really helped us develop support networks around us. So, you know, Emmy has all these organisations and people now that can support her. Um, so, you know, if something happens with one of them, she's, you know, has the support of someone else. It's helped us build relationships with different organisations and different carers. Um, so when, like, big things happen, I know I can reach out to someone. Like a couple of weeks ago, I had to reach out to a previous carer and say, are you please free tomorrow? I need some headspace. Yeah. I, I just need a day off. I can't keep I can't keep this up right now. I need some help. And she's like, yes, I'll be there. And Emmy was so excited to see her. So for us, that meant I didn't have a breakdown and that I could go back to being mum the next day, but felt really supported as a family. So um, without the NDIS, we wouldn't have those support networks. And it's taken us years to build them up, but that's what the NDIS can do. It can just help families feel part of a community. It can help kids to you know, become that best version of themselves. It's just a matter of getting those right supports in place. In addition to support workers, another big source of support for parents raising kids with disabilities is other parents raising kids with disabilities. As Steph explains, people travelling a similar path to your own just get what you're going through and can provide so much comfort and knowledge. We've started Thrive Tribe and Co obviously for the reason of bringing families together, um, families who understand what it's like, like even if you remove NDIS from it, just the everyday journey, right? So um, I remember when we first started walking the journey with Charlie and we were taking her to speech therapy and I was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe this is what, like, I don't know anyone else who has to do this with their two-year-old. Like, are there any support groups? And remember asking um, New South Wales Health, the people that were helping us at the time, and they were like, oh, there's not really anything. Or there was, but there might be something in like a couple of months' time. And I was like, really would love to speak to someone now that yeah. understands what I'm going through. Um, and so that's why I suppose we created this space and it's grown and it's awesome. So we'd also encourage people to use this space to ask questions about, and, and they do, don't they, Sandy? Like, you know, mm-hmm. ask questions or, um, you know, get referrals to different resources that are out there in the community that are standing by to assist us. Like assemble a team of people that are going to stand by your family and your child. So I remember every email when we were doing um, Charlie's NJS plan a couple of years ago was like Team Charlie. So everything was like, what does she need? Um, and people that are really there to see your child get the best outcomes possible. And our community can help kind of bring that together. Guys, you've already touched on this really beautifully, but do you have any more tips, I guess, generally for parents like us who are navigating the NDIS? Many of us are self-managed, especially in the early years, and it's dealing with appointments, diary management, invoices, and just the general challenges that come with being a parent to a child with a profound disability. How can we look after our own health in this lifestyle? there's a lot of noise about how you should do things but I also think it's quite unique so for example being self-managed for us works because it means that we have complete control over like where those funds go throughout the period of 12 months and I can manage that like I have the time and skill set to be able to pay those invoices on time and make sure that it it works Um, and I suppose just being super organized with knowing 
when things are happening and when. And when you've got organisation, things feel less overwhelming. I feel like that's just a general rule for life. Um, but it's certainly something that you have to learn over time and that you can adapt to and you become better at. Um, but there are, again, there are also services that can help like make that easier so for example if you've got a child who's quite complex and has you know five or six different appointments a week like maybe getting some support to do that or like know the system and, and what your options are and educate yourself on that is um is so important yeah, yeah. um so I was going to touch on the best option in terms of managing your funds so I self-manage as well um yeah. however my dad loves spreadsheets so he look he does the budget for me and is really helpful like that so if you are someone who doesn't want to do that though plan management might be the right way for you I would not personally ever go agency managed it's it's very restrictive in terms of who you can spend your funds with I know they look after everything and we like I've got some friends who are agency managed um, however it restricts who you can use as service providers because they need to be um, like NDIA registered so but plan managed you have some flexibility like self-managed but the plan manager takes care of all the bills and stuff so that if that's you know if you find self-managed too much then plan managed would be the way to go. On the topic of admin, time and diary management is an area where we can afford to cut ourselves some slack. Certainly according to Sandy, who gives this advice. Don't overcommit. So I'm learning this lesson now that I need space and to slow right down. And I've always been known as the person who can fit everything in. And people would say, oh, my God, I don't know how you have the time to do it all. Turns out that you shouldn't overpack your diary like that because it's not good for you. So don't <laughs> overcommit is my biggest tip. Like how can you make this more workable for your family? Can you get therapists to come into school? Because lots of therapists now, not in COVID time because it's a bit strict, but outside of that, once this is all, you know, over, therapy, therapy can be done at school. Can you have a support carer cover one of those therapy appointments for you with your child. You know, there's ways that you can take the pressure off you um, and still get things done. Um, don't be afraid to cancel an appointment if you need to. Like there's some times where there is just not enough space in your brain or in literally physically in your week to make those things happen. And whilst therapy is important, so is your mental health, so is the family's well-being. So it's a, it's a matter of finding the, the balance between those things. Sandy also suggests doing a bit of forward planning in the lead up to events or periods of time that you know are going to be really full on. There are going to be these times of stress. So for example, the two weeks leading up to an NDIS review in our house are just like stress central. I feel like I'm in a black hole trying to sift through all the things. So in preparation for that, I'll have meals in the freezer. Like I will plan to have not many things in my calendar and I'll know that when I come out of that period, Whew, I'll need some downtime. So planning those things, we can't take away all the stresses. And it might be an intensive therapy two weeks block or something that's along those lines, but they are going to come up. It's learning to roll with it and manage those so you can come out the other side as a cohesive family unit and everyone's well-being still intact. As hard as the NGIS is to navigate, and all the admin and all the finding the team and all of the justifying our needs. I don't know where the frick we'd be without it. How has the NDIS supported and helped your families? 
For us, it allowed um, Charlie to access years of early intervention um, that we wouldn't have otherwise had the capacity to pay for. I remember we started getting her speech therapy when she was like 18 months old, two years. I was paying out of pocket and I remember just being like, oh, it's 200, oh, it's 200 each time. And I knew that she needed it. Um, but I was like, I don't know how long we can do this for. And I remember cancelling a meeting because some weeks I just didn't have the money, like we didn't have the money to do it. And the therapist understood, but I thought, how are we going to do this long term? And we were lucky that although it was a fight and it was a process and it was hard, if we didn't get that, that funding approved, who knows if she'd be in a mainstream school doing so well right now. So I'm super, super grateful that we've had people on our side and we've had NDIS to support us, um, you know, throughout these, these early years. Um, ditto to, to what Steph said. So the access to therapies, like Innie's communication progress, um, her life skills like we have um, a wonderful support carer who comes here two times a week and is teaching Emmy stuff that she won't learn from me because <laughs> my little cherub that doesn't like to listen to a mum our family well-being would not be where it is without the support of the NDIS and when the NDIS gets it right and you get the supports you need it is truly magic like the, the impact that it can make on a family is is awesome. Um, it's just a matter of getting the right supports, right, in the first place. Um, I just think that making yourself a priority, and I suppose this is the ethos of Thrive Tribe & Co, as carers, like really valuing our own worth and our own health and um, making ourselves a priority each day, like doing the little things, just prepares us for this advocacy piece because we're going to have to advocate for our kids forever, right, whether it's NDIS or education or rights or whatever it is um, but we can't advocate from an empty cup so understanding that you are an investment and in order for you to get the best result for your child you need to actually invest in you first um, I just think is such an important message that we need to talk about a bit more. Definitely you can't advocate from an empty cup I love it I need that on a t-shirt as well. Yeah I love that. A huge thanks to Sandy and Steph for chatting with me and sharing so many tips on how to look after ourselves. And thanks also to my sponsor, HireUp, a platform that helps families like mine find the best support workers for their kid. That's all for now. Catch you next time on NDIS Know How.